Can Jesus be a Jewish Catholic Savior? In today's show, we are doing something out of the ordinary. I'm planning to show how you, you can be part of two opposing worldviews and how Jesus cannot be a Jewish Messiah who became by default a Catholic Savior. What prompted this was a series of popular YouTube videos which attempt to show this. Let me tell you a story. A friend of mine from a different city learned about his Jewish ancestry and studied about the Jewish Jesus. He went as far as joining a conversion process with a conservative synagogue. The more he learned about Judaism, the more he got scared and returned to Christianity. Now he's an Episcopalian. He now talks about church Jews, a group of crypto Jews, those forcibly converted to Catholicism, who kept practicing Judaism in hiding up to the point of them praying in the bathroom in fear of persecution. He looks to the conversos and their plight as an inspiration. So there are people now who are saying that someone can be Jewish and Catholic at the same time. But there's a caveat. There's a group called Association of Hebrew Catholics, which tell you that you can even keep both liturgical calendars. They use the term Hebrew instead of Jewish for one particular reason. I, I'll, I'll read you a passage uh, that will make sense of this. Um, in chapter um, 2, verse uh, 14 through 15 of Thessalonians, it says the following. For you, brothers, became imitators of the churches of God in Christ Jesus that are in Judea. For you suffer the same things from your own countrymen as they did from the Jews, who killed both the Lord Jesus and the prophets and drove us out and displeased God and opposed all mankind. This is supposed to be Paul talking about his fellow Jews. Um, this passage is similar to Luke uh, chapter 11, verse 47, where the Jews are accused of not only... Um, killing all the prophets. But um, I've been trying to find this, the source for this passage for a while because um, it almost says it in, in like a form of a quote. And then um, the only uh, possibility, there's a book called The Lives of the Prophets, which it was written in the first century, in which six prophets are claimed to have been martyred. Uh, it doesn't always correlate with the, the Old Testament and the Tanakh. And... Um, and that's why uh, these Catholics who have a Jewish ancestry or background will claim to be Hebrews, not Jewish. Um, because Jewish, is their interpretation and translation of the New Testament makes the Jews the bad guy over and over and over again. There's been modern attempts to uh, soften the language where it says the Jews did this, the Jews do that, and they try to say they're Judeans. But as I was debating with someone to claim that the the enemies of Jesus were Judeans is almost like saying um, all Americans, uh, you know, vote for one guy or vote for the other. It's impossible. Um, he had Judean followers. Um, he hung out with people who lived next to Jerusalem, uh, which is in Judea. So to say that the Judeans, um, you know, stood against Jesus or plotted to kill him is to condemn a whole group of people, just like they do when they say the Jews. So we now get to the points where this um, another individual says that the true fulfillment and final um, you know, realization of Judaism is Catholicism, 
and is based on his knowledge of Judaism. So he takes all the Jewish ideas and he converts them into Catholic um, talking points. So he starts off with um, the the commandments. So he says that um, Jesus um, gave commandments that everybody can keep versus the ones of Sinai, which are limited and limiting. So he says that um, the two greatest commandments that Jesus preaches um Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and uh, love your neighbor as yourself are the foundational commandments. From Judaism, we know the foundational commandments are either believe in God or uh, be fruitful and multiply, like we mentioned in the last episode, or um, here is the Lord God, Lord's one, which becomes um, you teach his, um, you not only love him, but you, so similar, similar to what Jesus was saying is the Shema. So, but then he built it up on multiple points that have nothing to do with Judaism. So he's worried about uh, the bread being the body and blood of Jesus, um, the kingdom of God being realized in the Catholic Church, the Sanhedrin being the, the bishops. Um, I forget how they call that. It's the, they have their own uh, you know council, and then the papacy, which he uses a passage from um, Isaiah 42 to push. But the most interesting part is that there's this uh, Jewish speaker. Um, I'm going to slaughter his name. Uh, his last name is Bergsma. And he was saying that um, whenever he uh, encounters someone who has problems with the Old Testament, he uh, denies that as not being the God that he worships. So he was saying there was some guy online and he was saying, Hey, why um, why would I believe in a God who wants everybody to stroke his ego? He goes around demanding for people to bow down, to worship, to adore him. And then he um, slurs people on command and he has a very harsh attitude towards the world. Uh, what kind of God is that? And then Mr. Berksma, who's um, he's like a Danish Christian who became a Catholic. He said, well, I don't believe in that God either. I believe in the the God that came in human flesh and gave his life for humanity and stuff like that. So again, um, you know, we're not here to, um, to destroy um, people's fates or to discourage them, but to uh, make such a claim, you're, you're feeding into the Gnostic idea that there's a God of the old Testament and a God of the new Testament. And I don't see Jesus or anybody ever preaching that. So you're creating a, a different religion to deny uh, the biblical uh, deity. Um you could say that that was just a, a cheap way to get people interested in to Jesus, but this is where the anti-missionaries would destroy his argument to say, well, you are teaching a false God and you are uh, creating a new system and you are discussing things that have nothing to do with uh, Judaism. So that would be the con the, the conflict with Hebrew uh, Catholics or any other group. Um, so the association of, of Hebrew Christians are people who grew up secular. There's a couple of Orthodox Jews who became Catholic. And a lot of them had um, bad experiences or they felt more in touch with God through Jesus or something like that. Um, but this idea that the transubstantiation is the foundation of Christianity is almost like um, such a convoluted idea that it goes back to reading into passages what you want them to say. So... I had um, looked through all the church fathers that one individual was claiming supported the 
this aspect of the the papers the substantiation transubstantiation and it goes back to um people reading whatever they want to read into the text so the didache which is a, a text that i'm familiar with mentions how the original um jewish christians and the gentile uh, believers that they gathered together during a meal and they celebrated jesus as the son of david the meal um was a meal of thanksgiving which is what jews do when they have a meal is they they say grace after meals which is a form of thanksgiving so there was never this idea that the meal became um divine or mysterious or um special in any way other than it was a gathering of religious folks then he quotes polycarp who um according to some uh people believed that it was christ in the bread um i couldn't find that all i found is that his disciple Irenaeus um was the one who was saying that but that is um one or two generations after john um so they're saying that if that early people believe that Jesus was in the bread, it had to be. But again, you're dismissing uh, 1,500 or 2,000 years of Jewish tradition where there's not any idea of the physical becoming spiritual, the spiritual becoming physical, taking different shapes, an item that you eat has uh, salvific powers. Like It's just so foreign and, and strange that that's where they believe that Jesus was a new revelation, that he was teaching new things. So that leads to the next part. He's saying that the what we consider uh, the Torah Shabbat Pei, which is the oral law, is the tradition of the church. So you take all the tradition of the church, which includes the, the Shroud of Veronica, the Shroud of Turin, the, the relics, all kinds of things which are have nothing to do with Israelite uh, theology. You incorporate that because through hearsay or whatever, they, they made it to, to their tradition. And now you make those biblical by finding um, strange and mysterious passages that might correlate a little bit, including purgatory and all these things. It's a shot in the dark. And again, when we're dealing with historical Jesus, we're not dealing with what we think Jesus would be or how we think Jesus could have done it. We're looking at as close as possible from the, the first century um, Judaisms in relation to the life of a particular individual. So all those concepts have nothing to do with uh, those people. And and it's, it's, to me, it's very clear. I don't know um, how, how much uh, scripture torture you got to do to make this work. Um, saying that the Council of Bishops is the same as Sanhedrin is also very problematic because, again, it goes back to the supersessionist idea that you have non-Jews taking over and making enactments from an authority that that you could say was given through them through Jesus, but this authority is very tenuous because there's there was thousands of Christian groups um, all around the Mediterranean, and then the one in Rome takes over and they're like, "We're it," and to to say that you're the Roman Apostolic Catholic Church. It's almost to say like you're the hell's angels for Christ. The Romans were known for being the most brutal, the most hateful, the most um, destructive uh, empire. So to use that as their proper term and the term of um, 
you know authority and 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 leadership is is uh very problematic especially since the romans not only they destroyed jerusalem and and um israel ancient israel they took all the stuff from there and they put it in a in a museum uh to to laugh and to uh boast on how much destruction they brought to the the jewish people um so to claim that they became the the next level up from the revelation of god is a uh, very interesting and and almost twisted uh and then the papacy is the only uh leadership that jesus would not leave without leaving a you know second command or a guy who represents him it's also um very problematic because he's saying that the that they're the new true uh prophets of israel uh and especially now the the church of the new israel and they're the elect and they're the ones and then they have their own king and their own uh, vicar of christ um back then every group uh claimed to be the the new uh kids in town the ones that run the show and um and, and later we can talk about supersessionism. What does that mean? Was there different groups that were supersessionists at the beginning of the common era? But um, all this is founded on certain texts that decry the teachings of Sinai as uh, permanent, um, as temporal, and that they're not uh, ongoing and important for the rest of society. Uh, they go as far as saying that a loving God would never impose those commandments on the rest of the population. But that's also assuming that the Judaizing heresy, which they consider to be the worst thing that could ever happen. So the, the Judaizing heresy is the biggest um, conflict to this premise that you can be both Jewish and Catholic and that Jesus is the original Jew that became a Catholic savior. According to Catholic.com, Judaizers are Jewish Christians in the early church who either held that circumcision and the observance of the Mosaic law were necessary for salvation and in consequence wished to impose them on the Gentile converts or who at least considered them as still obligatory on Christian Jewish Christians. Although the apostles had received their command to announce the gospel to all nations, they and their associates addressed themselves at first only to Jews, converts to Judaism and Samaritans, that is, those who were circumcised and observed the law of Moses. Converts and the apostles with them continued to conform to the Jewish customs. They observed the distinction between legally clean and unclean food, refused to eat with Gentiles or to enter their houses. At Jerusalem, they frequented the temple and took part in Jewish religious life as of old, so that, judged from external appearances, they seemed to be merely a new Jewish sect distinguished by the union and charity existing among its members. The Mosaic ceremonial law was not to be permanent, indeed, but the time had not yet come for abolishing its observance. The intense attachment which Jews had for it, amounting to fanaticism, in the case of the Pharisees, would have forbidden such a step. Had the apostles contemplated it, as it would have been tartamount to shutting the door of the church to the Jews. So, this interpretation is not only um, dismissing everything that the that the apostles were doing, such as going to the temple, preaching at the temple, uh, worshiping as Jews, um, the pole, win, and sacrifice 
uh, at the temple. They're saying that that stuff never happened or or it wasn't real or important. And that um, there was these guys who were sticking around trying to cause trouble. Uh, later on, you might see that in the writings of Paul, but to go far as to say that this never existed or it wasn't a real thing is part of the problem. So all these uh, Jews who become Catholics, they 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 want some of them want to keep a Jewish um, cultural connection or Jewish tradition to some sense, but they're unable to because of this backlash that at the moment that you are, you're a Judaizer and that you're pushing the Gentiles to do it. Um, we have different people from all different backgrounds who claim this or that, but historically, I, it was um, that's the contention with Paul where he's making Judaism so impalatable that nobody wants to be part of it. And then that uh, the Gentiles would be um, their connection to Jesus would be uh, distorted or or take away if they actually kept the Torah. But that is to believe that the Torah has no value or no importance in the modern age. Um, so, again, we can debate this all day long. But, uh, again, to make Jesus into a Catholic savior where his purpose is to demolish the law of Moses and to build something new is something that we don't see consistent historically or in the New Testament. And it's a later addition that has to do with feeling threatened by any form of previous association connection to the Jewish establishment. Um, that they were a particular group of, of Judaism. Here it says that it appeared or they wanted to look like. It's also problematic because historically we know that they were. Um, so again, uh, if the members of this group want to come on the show and discuss this and make, um, you know, uh, have a, a friendly debate. I'm willing to do that, but it just doesn't seem to, to jive with the, the historical and the first century, second temple Judaism that we have been discussing. Um, we'll see you guys on the next episode of Jesus Wars.